0: If you have a Bible, go please to the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18 of this uh, great prophetic book. Jeremiah is in your Old Testament. And tonight, as we continue our corporate fast as a church, I want to uh, bring your attention to these words out of the book of Jeremiah, chapter 18. Uh, Seguimos en nuestro ayuno como iglesia, un ayuno corporal, y la semana pasada Dios nos habló sobre uh, la consagración, la circuncisación que Dios hace a nuestros corazones. We we spoke last week, uh, last Sunday night, about the consecration of our hearts as God circumcises our hearts, and a time of corporate fasting as a church is a good time for us to uh, see God and hear God and let God do some cutting and some perfecting in our hearts. Can you say amen to that? Amen. The word of the Lord which came to Jeremiah from the Lord saying, Arise and go to the potter's house and there I will announce my words to you. Then I went down to the potter's house, and there he was, making something on the wheel. But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter. So he made it uh, into another vessel, and it pleased the potter to make it. Then the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Can I not, O house of Israel, deal with you as this potter does? Can I not, declares the Lord, behold, like the clay in the potter's sands, so are you in my hands, O house of Israel. At one moment I might speak concerning a nation or concerning a kingdom to uproot, to pull down, or to destroy it. And if that nation against which I have spoken turns from evil, it will relent concerning the calamity I planned to bring upon it. Or at another moment, I might speak concerning the nation or concerning a kingdom to build it up or to plant it. And it does evil in my sight by not obeying my voice. Then I will think better of the good with with which I had promised to bless it. So now then speak to the men of Judah and the inhabitants of Jerusalem saying, Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I am fashioning a calamity against you and devising a plan against you. O turn back each of you from his evil way, and reform your ways and your deeds. But they will say it is hopeless, for we are going to follow our own plan, and each of us will act according to the stubbornness of our evil hearts. Therefore thus saith the Lord, ask now among the nations, whoever heard of like this, the virgin Israel has done more appalling thing. Does the snow of Lebanon forsake the rock of the open country or a cold flowing water from the foreign land ever snatched away? For my people have forgotten me and burned incense to worthless gods. They have stumbled from their ways with the ancient paths to walk with in bypasses, not my highway. To make a land of desolation an object of perpetual hissing, everyone has passed by and is astonished and shakes his head. Like an east wind, I will scatter them before the enemy, and I will show them my back and not my face in the day of their calamity. Then they said, Come and let us devise a plan against Jeremiah. Surely the law is not going to be lost to a priest nor counsel to the sage, nor the divine word to the prophet. Come and let us strike at him with our tongue, and let us give no heed to any of his words. Let's pray. Father, we thank you tonight for the presence of the Holy Spirit and the power of your word. I ask tonight that you would quicken our hearts to hear your voice. And as we reflect upon the nation of Israel, whom you love, and whom you cherish, that we might learn from their example not to depart from the presence of God. We ask this in Jesus' name, and the church said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated tonight. Puede tomar su lugar. I want to speak briefly tonight about the potter and the vessel. Quiero hablar brevemente sobre el alfarero y el vaso. First of all, tonight we have before us a passage of scripture which reflects in particular the nation of Israel. The Jewish people whom God selected and chose to be his vessel through whom he would bring about the salvation of the world uh, through the raising up of the Messiah. And so this, uh, this picture that we see tonight, first of all, relates to them. We see a couple things in this picture. We see that God says to Israel, you are going to be, uh, you are to me like clay in the potter's hands. And Really, he says to all the nations of the earth, you are like clay in a potter's hands. God says, I am the one that forms the nations. I am the one that shapes the the, the 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 affairs of world of, of the world there are nations in the earth that reject god and they they have nothing to do with them and yet they re, er, don't realize that they are the creation of god that god is the one who has established the nations vemos esta noche primero un retrato de la nación de Israel y vemos en sí un retrato de todas las naciones Y vemos aquí que las naciones son como un barro, un vaso de barro en las manos de el alfarero. Que las naciones no existen de sí mismos, sino existen por la sabiduría y la, la, la soberana voluntad de Dios. The, the nations, church, do not exist by their own will or by their own desire. They exist by the will of a sovereign God, And tonight as we look at Israel in this text, we see a very sad picture for the nation of Israel. God says to them, I am going to make you a vessel after my own desire, after my own will. And we read the sad and tragic words of the nation of Israel as they said to the Lord, we will not do it your way. We will not go about it your way. We're going to do it as we desire. Oímos esta noche a leer la triste respuesta de la nación de Israel. Cuando Dios les dice, Yo voy a formarlos conforme mi deseo, mi plan. Que esa nación le dice a, a Jehová, No lo vamos a hacer de tu manera. Tenemos nuestro propio plan, nuestras propias ideas. Y el resultado fue calamidad. The result for them was calamity. Now tonight I really haven't come to speak about nations too much. But I do want to say this. That America is in the same situation. Tenemos esta noche que decir también que nuestra nación está en la misma situación. A nation that says to God, we will do it our way. Is saying we don't want your blessing. We don't want your way. And the end will be calamity. El fin de una nación que olvida a Dios es la calamidad. The end of a family that rejects God is calamity. And the end of a man or a woman that rejects God is the same. El fin de un hombre, o una mujer que rechaza a Dios es la calamidad. Entonces esta noche tenemos buena razón por lo cual continuar nuestra búsqueda De Dios. So tonight, we have a good reason to have a passionate pursuit for God. Say amen, somebody. When you see what the results of rejecting God are, it is a no-brainer, as we say, right? This is an easy one. That following God is the way to go. Cuando usted ve el resultado de, de vidas que han rechazado a Dios, es fácil decidir, yo voy a servir a Dios. It's algo simple. Entonces esta noche quiero uh, compartir con nosotros unos unas uh, uh pensamientos sobre este retrato que tenemos delante de nosotros. I want you to see some of the uh the things that we see in this picture tonight. What we see in this in this picture of a potter and and the, the vessel of clay is really a picture of our life. Este retrato de el arfarero y el vaso es un retrato de nuestra vida. Es un retrato de la obra de Dios en nuestra vida. It is a picture of God's dealings with our life. And first of all, I want you to notice that the potter begins with a lump of clay. El alfarero comienza con una mano llena de lodo. He basically begins with mud. Comienza con el lodo, comienza con el barro. And that that is no more than soil and water mixed together. No es mucho más que tierra y agua uh, uh, mezclado junto para hacer aquel aquel barro, aquel aquel lodo para trabajar aquella obra de arte. And that just reminds us of the fact that you and I, are by nature uh, a lump of clay. Usted y yo somos por naturaleza una mano de lodo que Dios ha escogido usar. We are a lump of clay that God has chosen to use. The Bible tells us that God formed man out of the dust of the earth and he breathed into him the breath of life. Dice la escritura que Dios creó al hombre del el polvo de la tierra y sopló en él el el, el, el aliento de vida entonces cuando pensamos en el hombre pensamos en algo que realmente es bajo we think about man we really think about man's origin is really something low it's not something to be excited about it's not like God made us out of a diamond it's not like God made us out of something costly he made us out of dust But you see, friend, that what makes you and I worth something is not what we were made out of, but it is who has chosen to make us. Lo que nos hace dignos no es de lo que fuimos hecho, sino el que escogió usarnos. Come on, somebody. I'm talking about your life because, you see, when you and I think about our life, we might think, you know, pastor, I come from a broken home. Or I come from poverty, or I come from ignorance, no education, I come from a place of brokenness, I come from a place where there was always fighting, I come from a place where there was always trouble, I come from a past of abuse, I don't know where you came from, but many times the things about where we came from Try to define where we're going. Ysa, usted diga pastor, mi mi pasado, mis comienzos fueron difíciles. Vengo vengo de la pobreza, o vengo de una familia quebrantada, o vengo de el abuso, o vengo de cualquier cosa de la ignorancia, sin educación. Y a veces el lugar de donde comenzamos quiere definir a dónde vamos. Pero el problema para para el enemigo es este. There's a problem for the enemy, though, and that is that the day that God chose you The day that God put his hand upon you He selected you You may have been just a lump of clay You may have just come out of a broken past But the day the potter's hand touched your life He changed your purpose And he changed your destiny forever Come on somebody He changed your future El día que el alfarero tomó tu, tu, tu vida La cambió para siempre cambió tu destino you see friend you can you can try to avoid what god has but designed for your life. But sooner or later, you're going to do what God has designed for your life. Usted puede querer evitar lo que Dios ha diseñado para su vida, pero tarde que temprano, el diseño de Dios va a aparecer en su vida. And so tonight, I want you to just know this, that you are worthy because God has breathed into you the breath of His Spirit. Usted es digno porque Dios ha dado el soplo de su vida in nuestra vida, you're not a nobody. Tell your neighbor, you're not a nobody. You know that you are a somebody because God made you a somebody. Put a smile on your face. You got to know I have been chosen by God. Of all the lumps of clay, of all of the wet dirt, he chose me. Now, that's the beginning of it, but then he placed us on the wheel. And he had a picture in mind of what he wanted us to look like. Ahora, él nos ha escogido, nos puso sobre aquella mesa de trabajo, donde Él va a formar nuestra vida y esa mesa va a dar vuelta a nuestra vida that, that wheel is going to be giving a turn to our life aren't you glad that God turned some things around in your life dan gracias a Dios que Él dio vuelta algunas cosas come on somebody, you ought to be glad about that because if you think about where you were headed when Jesus found you and then He just turned you around you have to say praise the Lord because if it had gone any longer I might not be here right now, but God turned some things around in your life, Dios da vuelta algunas cosas en su vida, y él tiene un patrón y un retrato en su mente de lo que él va a hacer con nosotros, he has a picture, a pattern of what he wants to do in your life, he starts to shape some things in your life, comienza a formar nuestra vida, and you know as the potter is forming, there are a few things that are necessary. First of all, he's got to bring he's got to bring water into the mix. Tiene que traer agua para que ese lodo, ese barro comience a hacerse ágil. Tiene que ponerle agua. And as he adds water to to that clay, he begins to be able to make that that clay malleable and, and formable. And you know that the word of God, the Bible says, is like water, and the spirit of God is like water. That's why we need daily the anointing of the Spirit of God in our life because it's what makes us shapeable. It's what makes us malleable. It's what keeps us uh, being able to, to adapt to the purpose of God in our life. And many times if you get dried up, you can't become the thing God wants you to become. So we need that the 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 the, wet, the, the, the water of the Spirit on our life. Necesitamos el agua del Espíritu sobre nuestra vida para que Dios nos pueda formar, para que Dios forme nuestro. Carácter para que Dios forme nuestra manera de pensar es lo que nos hace fácil en sus manos. Es what makes us um uh, simple and easy to work with in His hands. And as He begins to work that clay, He starts taking some things out. Comienza a sacar cosas de ese vaso. And those are the moments that sometimes hurt because we said, Lord, I really liked that. I really was enjoying that. We said, no, I'm going to take this out of your life. Él dice, voy a sacar algunas cosas de tu vida. Y decimos, Señor... Pero a mí me gustaba eso. A mí me gustaba esa parte de mi vida. Y me decía, Lord, I really like those friends. Or I really like the, that job. Or I really like that situation I was in. But God says, no, I can't leave it in your life because of what I'm making you. It doesn't fit all of that stuff. I've got to get it out of your life. A veces Dios dice, yo tengo que sacar cosas de tu vida porque a donde yo te llevo, no va a caber eso en lo que yo estoy haciendo en tu vida. And that's the, that's the cutting we talked about last week. Ese es el cortar de que hablamos la semana pasada. Cuando comenzamos a decir, pero Señor, pero Señor, we start saying, but Lord. But Lord, I really, I really thought I needed it. I really thought I had to have it that way. And God says, look, if you will let me be the potter, if you will let me do the work, I will shape you and form you according to my will. Dios nos dice, si me dejas ser el alfarero, yo te voy a formar conforme mi voluntad. Voy a hacer lo que yo quiero hacer de ti. So as he removes those things, he eliminates the things that are unessential and not necessary to our life. Él comienza a quitar las cosas que no son esenciales y necesarias para nuestra vida. And I hope that as you and I go through this corporate fast, that you will say, Lord... Take the things out of my life that I don't need in my life. Take the things out of my life that are not profitable to me because I want to be a vessel that you can use. Diga, Señor, durante este ayuno, Señor, saca esas cosas de mi vida que no me corresponden, que no son de bendición, que no son de agrado a ti, porque yo quiero ser el vaso que tú puedas usar. Yo quiero ser el vaso que tú puedas levantar y usarlo para tu gloria I want to be easy to work with, Lord. I want the water of the Spirit to do the thing in my life that makes me able to conform to your purpose and to your will in my life. But then the Bible says here that while Jeremiah was watching this potter work, he was forming that vessel on the wheel that he says the vessel became marred in his hands. Dice que mientras el alfarero trabajaba ese barro, que el barro se hizo roto en sus manos. I want you to just think about that for a very quick moment because this tells us something very interesting about God, that it is possible to be broken in his hands. Es posible ser roto in his hands the 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 vessel was marred in his hands el, el, el vaso era roto en sus manos mientras él estaba trabajando algo ocurrió que rompió aquel vaso something something uh, uh, happened to that uh, that that vessel it broke it and i just i just need to let you know this That many times christians think or, or maybe outsiders think oh if you're if you're a christian you have to be perfect it means that you are that you are spotless it means that there's nothing wrong with you if you're a, a, in the ministry or you're a part of the church or you're a pastor or you're an elder or you're a deacon or, or you're an usher or you're in the praise team or you're a Sunday school teacher it means that you must be perfect, that you must not have any problems at all, but can I tell you that there are still some of us who are broken in his hands but can I tell you I'd rather be broken in his hands than be broken in anybody else's hands, come on somebody, I'd rather be I'd rather be broken in the hands of a healer, I would rather be broken in the hands of a God who can mend and who can repair don't worry about the brokenness in your life, God can use You, even in that moment. Uh, Dios puede usarte aún en ese momento. Algunos piensan, no, el cristiano es perfecto, no tiene fallas, no tiene errores, pero la verdad es que Dios trabaja con vasos rotos. Dios trabaja con personas que no son us. You don't have to look too far in the Bible to really know that this is true. God used a drunk named Noah to save the human race. And then he used an adulterer named David to perpetuate the growth of the nation of Israel. And then he used a foot-in-the-mouth disciple like Peter to continue to preach the gospel on the day of Pentecost. Come on, somebody. God can use broken things. God can use... Things that are broken even in his hands. Dios puede usar cosas rotas. That ought to give you some hope tonight. If you were thinking, oh, I've got to be perfect. I can't make any missteps. Sometimes life will bring trouble into your life. And that thing that looked like it was just about to reach perfection is marred in his hands. Now, here's the picture of the potter. Because the Bible says this. If you look at the verse, verse 4, it says, But the vessel that he was making of clay was spoiled in the hand of the potter, so he remade it. Can I say that again? He remade it. What did he do? He remade it. Into another vessel, look at the next phrase. And it pleased the potter to do it. Did you see that? It says he remade it, and it pleased the potter to remake it. Dice que él lo reformó y le dio placer al alfarero. Hacerlo, do you know that God takes pleasure in mending your life? Dios toma placer en formar tu vida. When when God is working in our lives, sometimes we we have a picture of God that he's there on the wheel. He's saying, this Dumb piece of clay! How long am I to put up with you? I have given you thirty-five years of my time. When are you going to get your act together? But that's not God. God is sitting there saying, "All right, buddy, let's go one more time. We're going to form you. We're going to make you." He's got a smile on his face because His grace is sufficient for your life. His mercy is toward you. He is pleased. Le place. The smile of heaven is on your life even when you're broken. La sonrisa del cielo está sobre tu vida aun cuando estás quebrantado. Aun cuando estás roto, even when you are broken or marred in his hands. And so he takes that clay, and now he has to remake it. And you know how he begins to remake it? He takes that lump of clay, and he starts to fold it in together, and he starts to pound it together. Man, ow, ow. You know how, how when they're making tortillas, you know, mama gets way down there in that... In that kneading bowl, that's what God does. He starts to knead that clay back together. And he puts some water in there. He adds some anointing in there. And he starts to form your life. And you start to say, Lord, I I feel like this is going to hurt a little bit. But he says, just wait a little while. Because I'm going to make something out of you. I'm going to do something in your life that you didn't know was possible. Come on, somebody. It's not over. God is just getting started. God is just beginning to work in your life. When he has gotten that clay to where it needs to be, then he puts it back on the wheel. He starts to shape it again. He takes that clay, that vessel, and he removes the things that he doesn't want in there. Again, you know, I believe that every time we go up a level in our usefulness to God, that he takes some more things out of our life. Because, you see, for Moses to go to the mountaintop he had to leave a whole lot of things behind. And for you to ascend to the place God wants for you to go, there are some things you've got to cut out of your life. There's some baggage that has to get left behind. There's some thoughts, some thought processes that have to get left behind. They may have worked for your last level, but they're not going to work for this new one. Can okay, I just tell you, there's some things that worked in 2017, ain't going to work in 2018. And you can try them 17 times, they're not going to work. Because God has begun a new thing. He's going to to form this vessel again. And then once he has it shaped exactly as he wants it, ahora que ya lo tiene formado tal como él lo quiere, he puts it in the oven. Lo pone en el horno. And you might say, but Pastor, that doesn't sound that doesn't sound like fun. You say, Pastor, I don't I don't know if I want to be in the oven, but you see, friend, you're not done. You're not done until you've gone through the oven. You're not done until you've gone through the fire. The fire is what turns that vessel into a permanent structure. It's what makes that vessel something that's going to be useful for a long time. You may have wondered, Lord, why am I going through these fiery trials? Why am I going through these difficult moments of my life? Why am I going through this hardship? But can I tell you, you're in the oven. Just hang in there. Hold on. God has got a purpose for your life. And listen, he won't leave you in there one second longer than it will take for you to become the vessel. That he wants to use. You know, they say, I haven't verified this, but they say that when, when the potter has gone to check if the vessel is ready, that he will thump it and a whistle will come through it. A little a little chirp will come through that vessel to signify that this vessel is cooked. It's ready to go. You know what I think of? I think that, that is a song that God wants to hear from His church. In the middle of the fiery trials that we can begin to say, Hey, Lord, I'm here. I bless you. I thank you. I worship you. I honor you. I praise you, God. I got some bad news, but you are the good news in my life. I'm going to bless the Lord at all times. And His praise shall continually be... In my mouth and out of your spirit comes a song of worship and praise to the living God. And it announces to the potter, I'm ready. I'm ready to be used. I'm ready to be useful. Now, the Apostle Paul tells us why God chooses to make us vessels of clay? Why does he make us a, cl- a vessel of clay and not of bronze or of silver or of gold? Why does he choose clay? And Paul says this that we have a treasure in an earthen vessel. Dice the apostle Pablo, La razón que Dios nos ha hecho barros, uh, uh, vasos de barro y no de oro o or plata, es porque Dios ha puesto una un tesoro en este barro, en este vaso. God has placed within us a treasure. And the reason for that is that if, if you and I were made of silver and gold, the 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 the, the treasure on the inside will be overlooked by the thing on the outside. But God says, I'm going to put my glory in a jar of clay so that people will look past the clay and look to my glory. So that people will look past the external and see that there is glory on the inside. You see, don't worry so much. About the external factors because God says I have put my glory in a jar of clay so that the exceeding glory might be of God and not of man. Para que ha hecho esto? Para que la gloria sea de Dios y no del hombre. God has chosen to deposit into every one of your lives his glory. And he's put his glory in a vessel that he formed in a jar that may not look like much to anybody else but when he sees it he sees it as a as a as a vessel that is honored because he has put his glory within you he has put his glory in your life so let the world come and see what God has done in your life our life has to be a testimony of what God has done in our life so that when men come and see they don't see me they say oh that's just pastor Isaac but there's some glory inside of him they come and see you they say oh that's your sister so and so but there's some glory inside of her there's a glory inside of them they may not know what it costs they may not know what it took for you to arrive at that place but the glory on the inside attracts them to Jesus and that's ultimately the purpose he says again so that the glory might be of God and not of man So when we say, God, why did you choose me? He says, I chose you so that people would look past you and look to me. I chose you so that you could be an instrument for my fame and my glory in your days. This beautiful picture tonight of the potter. This picture of our life is a reality that we are living through every single day. And it's in these moments of consecration where the Lord calls us to the wheel. And he says, let me shape you. Let me form you. Let me make you. You see, what you need to accomplish God's will isn't within you. It's within God. God. It's the potter's doing. We need it from Him. It's His hand on our life. It's His anointing on our life. It's His presence on our life that makes the difference. And oh, what a difference it makes. And He's looking for a church that will say, Lord, circumcise my heart. Lord, shape my life. I want to reflect you to the world. And if this evening you say, but Pastor Isaac, I've been broken. I've been marred. I haven't haven't done it quite right. He says, I take delight in shaping you and making you again. You see, God has a purpose for your life. God has a long-range goal, a long-range plan for your life and yesterday's failures yesterday's setbacks yesterday's prayerlessness yesterday's not reading of the word is not going to not going to count against you today because God's mercy says I'm going to make you something that you are not I'm going to make you a prayer warrior I'm going to make you a mighty man in the word I'm going to make you a woman of the spirit come on somebody God says I'm going to make you a fisher of men I'm going to make you a preacher of the gospel I'm going to do that thing which no else can do in your life so would you just extend your heart to God today and say Lord make me make me shape me form me take whatever out out of me that needs to come out because I want to be your man I want to be your woman I want to be that vessel that you can use would you stand with me tonight Father, we don't want to be like the nation of old that said no to the potter. We want to be, oh God, the clay that says, God, take delight, take pleasure in making me your own. God, our hearts tonight say to you, make me. Take my fears and make them courage. Take my shame and make it confidence. Take my breaking points and make them strong. Take my complaint and turn it into praise. Take my sorrows and make them joy. Take my wounds and let the scars become a testimony. Take my stubbornness and make it submission to your will. I want to be shaped by you and formed by you. I want to be used by you. I want to open this altar to the house of God tonight. Would you just come? Just come and and tell him, Lord, put me on your wheel. Shape my life. Turn me around. I want to be yours. I want to look like you and sound like you. I want to do what you have called me to do and made me to do. Take this lump of clay and breathe upon it because when you breathe upon my life I become a giant of faith I become a warrior I become strong Father I pray that you would allow the water of the spirit to flow upon the hearts of our congregation tonight that you would allow us to be shaped by you and formed by you Take pleasure in us tonight. Because we rejoice in this fact that you have loved us, that you have chosen us. And that it is your hand that has made us worthy.